hiatus is over, and it's time for Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth, Jason Bristol, Jeremy Booth. Jeremy, just back now from New Balance Future Star Series International Weekend. Feels like I saw Houston like four months ago. <laughs> you know, I feel like I was Paul. What's the guy's name? Paul Wall got off the plane. Houston, what it do, baby? Felt <laughs> when I got here. All right, sum up the weekend in two words in thirty seconds, and then we'll get back to it. Two words in thirty seconds, and we are going to have you go right now. Phenomenal experience. You got more time. Well, I you got, got more time. I yeah. said two words. Okay. No. Yeah, I said then in 30 seconds. In 30 seconds. Uh, it was an experience in one of baseball's cathedrals that I'll never forget. It was one of the best experiences of my life in, in, in any form of baseball. Uh, not just the talent on the field, but watching 11 countries come together. You needed four languages to communicate with these guys. And, um, you know, it, it was funny. It was punctuated. A long weekend of baseball is punctuated with a walk-off hit by Michael Brooks where the Red Sox played Dirty Water, which is their, their winning song. So it was pretty good. Stop. All right. Good. You got it in. I, I gave you a couple of extra seconds, but that was a. We're going to get back to the New Balance Future Star Series International Week for all you prospect junkies. Uh, Jeremy, we'll do a deep dive, and you can kind of give us the highlights and which players really stood out okay. and uh, how many Major League scouts were there. Okay. Here's a hint. All of them, all <laughs> right. Every single team was represented. Yeah, every team was there, and you know it was. Um, I, I there were a lot more than I guess I thought. Maybe that's the Fenway effect, but um, you know the guys that were there were VPs of scouting and and assistant special assistant GMs and international directors and scouting directors. It, it was national guys. It was it was a decision making group to be mm. sure. That's a good group to have. That's a good group to have. Guys, a lot of guys made. You know what? A lot of guys made some money. Really? They made some money. Yeah, big, absolutely. Big time bucks? They made some money. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we're ready for it, though. So, obviously, we are now near the end of a season which has been as scripted in some ways. Some ways. I know that you were pretty high on the Red Sox, although you picked the Rays to win the East. That didn't happen. No, Yankees winning the East, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Twins and Cleveland are in the mix. Yeah, Twins won the Central, did they not? And we have, oh yeah, the Astros and the A's. I, I got nothing, no, nothing there. David and Billy, can, Dave just amazes me every year. I feel like we're 14 years old on the baseball field again in West, West Los Angeles. And David, you can't do it. Watch me. That's, I mean, that's, that's really David was Forrest. that was that like I mean, David? That's kind of how he played, you know. He was, uh, you know, again we're, for those of you that don't remember, David Forrest and I are the same age and, and from the same uh, general area in Southern California, West Side Los Angeles, and knew each other in high school. And he went to Brentwood High, you know, and played short, and then went to Harvard, I believe, and played a year of independent baseball, and then went in the front office. Right? I might play with the Red Sox actually for a second. Anyway, David has is a very experienced guy. Um, very smart guy, but he was always that type of guy that was overlooked and people didn't think he could do anything. And next thing you know, he's playing college baseball. Uh, David, that's as far as you're going to go is college baseball. Next thing you know, I'm a pro. Hey, David, yeah, you know, you're working for the A's and that's great. Next thing you know, I'm a GM. Yeah, David, your teams aren't very good. Watch me. <laughs> that's David. So, I mean, you know, I got to give him credit, you know, and, and um, I saw him at the winter meetings last year and, uh, you know, shook his hands. Hey, man, I. I owe you one. And he said, yep, yep, <laughs> so good for him. With the Astros um, happening on Thursday, the 26th, before we tape this, Carlos Correa 
will be shut down the remainder of the season, according to the reporters in Seattle covering, excuse me, in California covering mm-hmm. the team as they play the Angels. Okay. I think this will now go back to what we had been saying a long time ago in terms of the playoff roster and its composition. It's not a big deal that he's being shut down for the rest of the season because it's only four games when you look at the number of games. But obviously, bigger picture, the back is a funny mechanism in the human body. And while I don't think the Astros are super, super, super concerned, there has to be some concern there. Anytime it's a guy with his profile and back issues and what he adds to that lineup Come so playoff now, time. So now when they're saying out for the rest of the year, they mean the regular season? Yeah. Okay. He didn't find his swing last year after this injury, similar injury, right, um, until about game three at Boston, you know, in the postseason. We, we were in Fenway uh, last year. won't happen this year. We were in Fenway last year, and he took a BP, and we talked about it after the game, right? We talked about actually on, on air, I think. And um, – it just takes a little time to find your rhythm. And a guy like him, the way his, his swing works, anybody's swing really, but especially him, the way his swing works, um, he's got to be feeling okay back there, right? And so even if he's feeling all right, he's going he's gonna to test it. It's now a recurring injury. Um, it's not as cut and dry for me as him missing four or five days. Now, he's a world-class athlete, one of the best players in baseball. He's one of, the, one of those guys. So, um, you know, hopefully it'll work. But it's not as cut and dry as, hey, my back is hurt, now I'm back. And he'd been I mean? playing really well. He had a two-homer game uh, here at Minute Maid. And the bat seemed to be playing for him. Like it seemed like he was in. It, he was, he was Carlos Correa. Yeah, back's a tough one. It's just it's a tough. It's a funny one. You never know what's going to do and um, how it feels in any given day. So you know, for the Astros, luckily they've got one of the best lineups you know ever. Maybe you know what I mean. So it's not it's not something where. You're going to feel it with Carlos Correa regardless, but you're not going to feel it like, let's say, you would if uh, you know you were the uh, Diamondbacks. Having said that now, I have to believe that Abraham Toro, if you're the Astros manager or the Astros front office, Abraham Toro has to be on this roster now, right? He was the guy. Has to be. Was, I mean, we said that even before all this happened. We did. We talked about it when he came up. You actually brought it up. You know, it's 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 a, it's a no brainer for me, and it's a no. It was a no brainer before. You know, so what you do now is you just create a bats. You know, it's not in the outfield now. You got to carry Marisnik. You got to carry Reddick. And you know, I know some people are going to be screaming for Tucker. Take it easy. You know, this is the guy that you need to help win a World Series because it is about winning a World Series, right? I mean, in theory, that's what it's about, right? Allegedly, mm-hmm. okay. No, it so, is. Are you it, sure? there, there's no alleged. We, you, yes, me, yes, but some people. Ah, we're talking. No, it's got to be Toro because Toro helps in a million different ways that they need. Plus, he's been here a little longer, right? Guy's got ice in his veins. Doesn't seem to be bothered by anything, right? Um, I'm feeling pretty good about Abraham Toro making that roster anyway. And I tell you something else that everybody continues to overlook, and 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 we talked about this. Um, on Sports Action, it was an awards guest that we had. Four awards, postseason three, right? Mm-hmm. Cy Young. A.J. Hinch. A.J. Hinch has is, 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 is become a qu- the quintessential manager of our era. And it's nothing against Joe Madden. It's nothing against some of these other guys who have been really good. There's some really good managers in baseball. You know? Bruce Bochy, those yeah, kind of guys. But A.J. is doing just – he's just doing a great job with his personnel. He's doing a great job understanding his people. You know, And part of that's because – like the other guys, he's a baseball lifer. 
AJ's baseball lifer. He's he's understood every possible direction from the front office to the field to being a player to mm-hmm. being a high draft pick to playing you know on, on a USA baseball. I mean, he's, he's been everywhere to being a minor league journeyman. That's right. I mean, he's he's done it all, and so that's geared him to this to understand the game, see it different ways, and more importantly, understand personalities. Right. Which do not kid yourself is why Cal Tucker, no matter what they tell you, that's why you got me because I'll tell you what they won't, <laughs> um, did not come up until the end for that reason. If they thought he was a better fit here earlier, he'd have been here earlier. It was because Toro fit in a m- bunch of different ways that they could use and the personality fit with the clubhouse. And so he will be on the postseason roster. From ESPN, Correa saw a doctor in Los Angeles on Thursday. Nothing serious was found with his back manager, A.J. Hinch, said before Thursday night's series opener against the Angels in Los Angeles. The Astros had already said that Correa would not play Thursday because of a late arrival to L.A., but now they say uh, they will keep him out of the final three games as well. That's you know it's good news. There's nothing seriously wrong. They're going to need him in the postseason. You know it's he's Carlos Correa. I mean that's bottom line. That's that's a big piece to lose for anybody. Um, I'm I'm glad for him. It's rest and recovery. That's good. Daniel Gotera, our colleague here at KHOU 11, offered up a very interesting scenario the other night on Twitter after okay. Garrett Cole oh, sets saw, saw that sets a <laughs> sets an Astros team record for strikeouts and it was. Three or four simple words. It was Cole or Springer. Yeah. If you have to pay, yeah. Which one are you keeping? Yeah. And I know which one I'd keep. Yeah. Jeremy, which one would you keep? Um. And I know this. I know this is probably hard for you to answer, but it's very for hard some for other answer. reasons. But go ahead. But the gif I put on there was more for you know comic relief. Okay. Okay. It wasn't necessarily my choice. Um. You you re-signed Garrett Cole, you know, and was it last year when he came here? Last no, year? well, yeah, it was, 18. Yeah, before 18. 18. This is his second season. And, um, you know, we talked about the, the the way he would flourish here in Houston, and we it wasn't because of the, the analytics. It was because of Justin Verlander. That was the, what we talked about, learning how to be an ace, right? If you go back to Cole's – and I'm backing into this a little bit. If you go back to Cole's scouting reports in college, has the make, and even the minor leagues, has the makings of a young Justin Verlander. And we talked about it a year ago. We said, if I'm him, I'm watching everything that Verlander does. It's the same kit. It's the same toolkit, right? He's, he's entering his prime in a way that Verlander has just done right ahead of him. And if I'm the Astros, as much as I love George Springer, first of all, I sign both of them. I'm saying that forever. I pay <laughs> them all. It's not your money, yeah, so I might as well. We pay them all. Pay them all. Um, but if you pick one, you got to pick Cole. And it's just because he is so hard to come by. He's that rare number one that's pitching in the two hole here, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm yeah, Garrett Cole. Yeah, I'm 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 in the same boat because you love George, everything he brings to the game, yeah. everything, the passion, the power, the speed, the defense. I mean, he is he is one of the most important players, if not the most important player on this team. Pretty good. However, I once read somewhere. Draft bats by arms. Yeah. And there are a lot of guys who can hit 30 home runs right now in the major leagues. Yeah. There aren't a lot of guys who can strike out 300 and walk under there's, 50. There's a lot of guys who can hit 30 home runs in AAA. No, 2,100 extra home runs. Anyway, bottom line is you're right, Jason. Um, he's, he's that type of guy. 
that he's going to go make his money somewhere. And he's going to end up being I, quite possibly the highest paid pitcher of all time. Cole. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, those both those guys from the 2011 draft, Cole went one. Uh, Holson went two. I've lived this draft a million times. Holson went two. Uh, Trevor Bauer went three. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Bundy went four. Bubba, who went five? Was it Starling? No, once well, Starling went to Kansas City and Rendon. Yeah, Starling went five to Kansas City. Rendon went six. Uh, seven was Archie Bradley. Why do you play this? Re- why do you play because this? it's how good the draft was. Okay, you know Sonny Gray was in that draft. Um, uh, Matt Barnes was in that draft. Jackie Bradley Jr. was in that draft. Uh, Jose Fernandez. Jose Fernandez was in, was in that draft. Brandon Nimmo was in that draft. Um, Starling was five. Rendon six. Bradley seven. Lindor eight. Lindor Baez eight. nine. Spangenberg, 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 Spangenberg went yeah. ten. Springer eleven. Youngman twelve. Yep, because that was your that guy. Was my pick. Yep. If Springer was still available, would you guys have drafted him? You want the the answer I'm supposed to give you? <laughs> <laughs> CJ, I would love. Oh, we were right. taking college pitching. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Period. That's what it was. And that's not good, though, right? When you kind of um, pigeonhole yourself or no? It, it's, look, you know. Then again, Springer. In, in my view, you take the best player available. Yeah. You know, um, we needed arms in the system. Um, we needed we had a good team in the big leagues. We needed some some quick to the big league type movers, you know. And, and Youngman should have fit that bill with everything he did. And he didn't, but he should have. And, um, you know, for, for the direction of the organization, he was the pick we were going to make. Um, Springer's turn. You know, just look at the guys who went ahead of him. I mean, Rendon. Come on. I mean, Rendon. That good was, for good for Bubba Starling though to get to the big leagues. Yeah, that was a debate in the draft. Room. No, I. Well, it was a that. debate. Yeah, Doug, Doug Melvin put a stop to that. It was me and somebody else, and I'd seen them both, and and so the guy'd seen them both. I mean, know? Bubba, world class athlete, but raw as Anthony Rendon's Vinny Castilla. Now he's Anthony Rendon. At the yeah. time, he was Vinny Castillo. That's a good comp. You know, and it was, I'm sitting there, and, and I'm I'm the biggest, so I, I mean, I'm the biggest high ceiling, high school, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. you got to have some kind of feel to hit, some kind of idea. Bubba Starr was 2019. He got there this year? Yeah. Eight years. That's a long time. But he grinded. I give him that, great. right? He grinded. Yeah, good for him. It's a long time. And when you look at um, where we were, you know, Rendon, the only reason he didn't go in that two spot Scott Seattle, Boris. Scott Boris, ankle issues, ankle issues. Yeah, he had well, ankle Scott issues. Boris also had something to do with it. No, nope, it was injuries. It was injuries. Anthony Rendon had rolled his ankle three times in a year, and people were not sure if he was going to be healthy. The medical didn't come back great mm. at the end. Otherwise, the Seattle Mariners take him at two. Oof. That got flagged. So Washington didn't care. They never do, and they no. took him. They don't care at all. They'll take guys on TJ. They don't care. They're taking the play. They've done that. The guy, yeah. So. They took Rendon, and, and the rest is history. But that's how good that draft was, and Cole went one. Yeah, at least here it says at least in part two to injury concerns. Rendon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, the debate in the, the, debate in the dra- uh, draft room was one guy wanted Bubba Starling because of the ceiling, and I said, I want Anthony Rendon because he's going to hit for a long time and hit a lot. And it kind of went back and forth, and so Doug got tired of listening to it, you know, just pleading our case, and he said, hey, I'm not going to say the other guy was, hey, who do you got? And he goes, Bubba Starling. He goes, Jeremy, who do you got? I said, Anthony Rendon. He goes, okay, let's move on. And he wrote it down. <laughs> I turned around and looked like this. I looked at him, and he wrote it down. I was like, 
All right, I think I won that one. Let's go. <laughs> so here it says uh, it, it it talks about he had a little bit of a shoulder injury. So who Rendon? Um, yeah, he had that too, but it was an ankle. Oops, I guess we just broke some news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hey, you know, look, it all. Uh, he was in Harrisburg. I uh, came through Harrisburg when I was working in Pennsylvania, and man, I mean, he's one of those guys you just knew. Yeah, I mean, it was easy. You just knew the bat. The bat. The ball sounded differently off the bat. You just knew. Funny story with him, and um, he he was one of the. So when I got to Texas in two thousand nine, he was a freshman at Rice, mm-hmm. right? So I come down to. Uh, to scout, I'd had been with the Twins in a different area in 08, and uh, the guy that was here had gone to uh, New England to scout. Good scout, Brian Sankey. And um, I walk into Rice because it's Rice. You're going to see Rice. That's what it is. And you're going to see him in the fall. And I used to team sheet everybody. So every player they had three years back, they, I had something on them. I just, my follow list was done for three years. High school, um, college, I did every player I saw that was a prospect. And if the guy wasn't a prospect, I had something on him. So my lists literally were deep, hundreds of players deep, just to make sure I'd fall follow back on them. So um, I'd go see uh, saw Rice, and I knew nothing of Anthony Rendon. He'd been drafted the year before by the Braves, 22nd, yeah, One of those seventh. high round yeah. Something or like low that. round. I've... Something like that. And they didn't like him. I mean, the guy that – they weren't going to sign him. So I walk in. There's always a guy every year. You don't know this then, but you know after scouting for a little while that the industry goes, whoops. Oops. <laughs> so I walk into Rice and I'm watching BP and I call Ray Montgomery, who's my boss. And I said, Hey, uh, hey, Ray, um, I know I just got here and all, but who's this? <laughs> and he goes, What do you got? I said, Ray, what do you got? I said, I got uh, Anthony Rendon for Rice. And he goes, Oh, yeah? Go on. <laughs> I, start, I got this Anthony Rendon. Yeah, I start breaking it down and he's. He's kind of quiet, and he goes, yeah, the Braves took him last year. Did, didn't work. I don't know why. You're telling me what now? And so I go back over it again, and he's like, he was still living in Houston at the time. And he was like, uh, hey, we'll go down there and check this out. This I got to see for myself. No problem. And a couple weeks go by. Ray goes to Rice with me, and he watches this dude, and he looks at me, and he goes, shoo. <laughs> I mean, he hit 20 homers as a freshman. It was an absolute joke. Hit I mean, 26 homers as a sophomore, uh, and then he had – that tough, that tough junior season where he hit, uh, he played in sixty three games and he hit six homers. It was an absolute joke. College baseball then was so fun to watch. Um, and I'm not saying it's not fun now, but at that time it was so fun to watch in this particular area. And Rendon was just a dude, and I was like, this guy gets to you know three years later, this guy gets to to twelve. I mean, we're standing on top of the table and turning it over and. Jumping up and down and rioting on our own drafting, right? And there's no shot. He got to, well, he got to the Nationals, and that was it. But um, that was it for him, man. Never looked back. He was one of the best hitters I ever saw, period. Well, we've, um, <laughs> that wasn't on our, that no. wasn't on the lineup hey. today, was it? Hey, there's a scouting report, though. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. There's a scouting report. Uh, this was interesting, and I don't know if you saw this on Twitter or not. And I don't even know how to bring this up other than just throw it out there. So the Astros broadcast during the Granky no-hitter yeah. would not say it's a no-hitter. Apparently because they're afraid they're going to jinx the no-hitter. Yeah. Whereas some of the Astros beat reporters were saying, hey, Zach Granky has 
allowed no hits through seven or has a no hitter through eight. And some of the fans were upset at the writers as if what they tweet has any bearing on what happens between the lines. Now, I can understand if you're in the, if you're in the dugout, guys don't want to mention a no-hitter. But how do you, where do you fall on this? Should, should the broadcasters, who I assume are paid f- by the team, should they be announcing that Zach Granke has no hits through seven or no hits through eight? You ready for me? I'm ready for you. Thou shalt respect the baseball gods. Oh, really? And I'm going to tell really? you that it is real. Oh, and I have seen on. it happen too many times. I saw it this past weekend in Boston. Do not upset them. Do not upset Are them. You ca- I love the baseball gods. Right, don't do it. Don't but do you it. think that that... Don't say it. So, But a writer, a journalist who is there covering... How about say this? Fine. Into six, no, no runs, no hits. Into seven, no runs, no hits. So you think it's okay to just say no hits? You got to call the game. Yeah. You got to call the game. I'm, just, I'm saying this. Better to be safe than sorry is oh, what I'm saying. God. I mean, look, there's, there's a reality that it has no bearing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny to think that someone would say no hitter and then jinx, it's the fixes on, right? I mean, but better to be safe than sorry. If, if I'm Zach Granke, I'm looking at whoever that is and going, that's on you, and that's on you. Oh, my God. That's on you. So I got, oh, Wait, they're so, not in the dugout. Right, so I got a story for you. Okay. Another story. So I'm in college this time. Okay, I'm at Cypress College. In, um, California. Cypress, California. It's a junior college, uh, state of California junior college championships. Um, I forget who we're playing. Really good baseball. For, yeah, so, I mean. I think we're only playing Fresno. Really good baseball. And so Ted Lilly and, and guys are on the other team. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ted Ted's a good. Ted's a good dude. Hmm. Um, but anyway, Keith Ginner, remember him? Yeah. So Gint's playing second base. Astros, right? Keith Ginner's playing second. I'm Infielder. Playing, I'm playing first base. Um, so you were teammates with Keith Ginner? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, actually, one year it was Keith Ginner, Augie Ojeda. Um, this is in junior college. I was like, you know, 15 guys off that team went and played. Anyway, bottom line. Back to the story. So Ginner's playing second base. I'm playing first base. There's a guy on the mound whose name I'm not going to mention okay. who nobody liked. Like, I mean nobody. You couldn't find a guy in, in, in four states that like, thought this guy was a good dude. Okay, this, he, was, he was a good pitcher. Up to 93 when nobody was throwing hard, kind of a grunt type of physical kid, had a feel for a slider, you know, just got out, right? Um, what? Who's that? You can't see it. Oh, is that, is that again? No, but is that the pitcher? Yeah, let me see that. I just <laughs> anyway, find that. I just look. Anyways, wait, wait, go. No, 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 no tell. I gotta see that. That's no, amazing. Go, no, no, go with the. You sure did. How did you find that? That's crazy. <laughs> All right, so start the start. No, start awesome. the story this over. This is what we do. I saw you know it's been a couple of weeks. This is beautiful. So um, start the story over, please, because I interrupted. Start over. Yeah. Okay. So this picture that Jason just found on the computer, no name mentioned, like nothing, not even a syllable. This kid was, um, he, he wouldn't play professionally. Nobody liked this guy on the West Coast. Like, I'm not kidding. You could not find anybody who thought this guy was a good dude. And so Gint's playing second, and I'm playing first. Since the state championships, it's the, it's the semifinals. Um, and, my, yeah, I think we're playing Fresno. Anyway, this guy has no hits through eight and, eight and two-thirds. And nobody said a word. We're just playing baseball. Nobody said a word about it. So Gint looks at me at first, gets, you know, guy gets two outs. Ball goes back to him. Gint's kind of kicking the dirt to second base. And then he looks over at me. He goes, 
He goes, JB. Peek over at him, I'm like, what? Just look at I just looked at him and he goes, watch this. I said, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Goes to the mound, kicks some dirt around, grabs a rosin bag, tosses it, tosses it down. Everybody in the entire yard on our side knows what he's doing. And he says, hey, uh, how you feeling? And the guy goes, get out of here. I'm, I'm fine. He goes, yeah, yeah, I can tell you got fine. Nobody's gotten a hit yet. Next pitch, line drive, base hit, no hitter over. Do not tell me you cannot tempt the baseball guys. I saw it live. Wow. I saw it happen. And you know what? Nobody cried for this guy either. Everybody's like, oh, it sucks. So what happens when this guy hears the podcast? He's going to know. He's going to remember and shake his head because that's what happens if you piss off the baseball guys. And this is what happened. It was great. It was great. But no, no, no. Ginter. Oh, Gint's going to laugh. But, but, but no, but the pitcher. Ginter will laugh, but I don't know if the, the pitcher. The pitcher's going to laugh too. I mean, I'm looking back on it, and that was I, just the time. I said, "What did you do?" And he goes, "What do you think I did? What did you do? What did you th- What do you think I did?" Wow, I had no idea that you played with Keith Ginter. Yeah, I remember him from. Uh, I remember him from when I lived in upstate New York. First year pro ball, he with was in the, with the Auburn Double Days. That's right. Taking they had a good of, team. Taking out of Texas Tech. Uh, Roy Oswald was one of his yeah. teammates. Yeah. He was here when, he was here when it was... Johan Santana was one of his teammates? He was here when the uniforms were pinstripes. Then it was uh, Oakland and Milwaukee. Milwaukee and Oakland, in that order. And that was it. He could hit. He could hit. He could hit. He could hit. All right. Uh, let's see. Biggest threat to these Astros right now? Themselves. Ooh. Um... They were, they should have. So I say this with all respect to the Red Sox because, you know, I was just um, in Boston. And the reality is, until the season ends for four more days, the Red Sox are still the world champions. The minute they don't get to the, you can say, the minute they don't get to the postseason, it's over. They're not champions anymore. Until, until somebody, until the season ends, they're the world champions. And um, the Astros last year were threats to themselves, you know? Um, Looking at the Red Sox last year, pretty good team. And they've won, what, four World Series in the last 12 years? Something like that. So, But the Astros have a unique formula at the big league level where they've done such a good job with trades and waiver claims that they've, they've supplemented what the drafted players that were left before them, um, with the exception of Bregman, have done. And Greinke and, and the people they've got there, as long as they can play their roles through the postseason, they, they're the favorite. They're the favorite. Yeah. If they back away from what they can be, Tampa take Tampa can take them out. The Yankees can take them out. I think Oakland could. Oakland take them out. I mean, Minnesota can take them out. I mean, there's they, it's, it's why you play the games. No, te- no team is perfect. None. In this tournament. No team is perfect. Where's your hole for these guys? Uh, to me, it's right now. Hmm. I'm trying to narrow it down between a number four starter or the middle of that bullpen. I'm saying the middle of the bullpen. Because the way the Astros do it, a lot of those starters, or a lot of those, those mid, mid-range bullpen guys, they, they piggyback games. And they don't have McCullers this year. Um, Presley's back. Or Charlie Morton. Or Charlie Morton. And they don't have um, you know, Peacock, really. You know? Well, he, he's... he's He's back. Yeah, but he's not what he's been. He's he's coming back. He's still okay, coming. I back. got you. So he's not he's not in midseason form. He's I got still you. working his way I back. So um, he he has a chance to be a very important guy for them. Um, not as important as Granky, 
for me, but very important guy. So um, that bullpen's going to have to step up because of the hole in the number four start. Wade Miley, is there anybody you know? You know, let me. I'm, I want to remember to see if I got this right because I just I got to think back. Yeah, you know, about six months, eight months. All right. Is there anybody you know who may have said Wade Miley will will be fine in a role and he'll pitch well to a certain point, but he's not who you win in October with? Is anybody? Do you know anybody that might have said that? Um, I know you know what? Somebody. He had a black sweatshirt on when he said it. Did it? Was it a brand we know and love? Uh, it's a brand we know. Very know. Yeah. Brand I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's not, the, him and Peacock together, that's your tandem with Presley right behind him. I don't, I don't know. Listen, if he, he may have pitched himself out of the entire roster, I Wade Miley. But if he's there, you got to have some fire behind him. Now we're taping this before his start against the Angels. We'll see. Well, but, it depends if you want prime rib or chicken. But think of this. If he goes out there and he's starting a game in the number four position, um, and that screws up basically nearly every game after that if he only lasts an inning, right? Yeah, I don't know. That screws up your entire bullpen. He's a guy that I don't know what they do on the first first series, you know, the the five-game series. I I don't know what they do there. Actually, it's all seven, isn't it? Seven, 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 oh? Or is it still five, five, seven, and seven? Yeah. I mean, basketball went to seven, seven, and seven. See, Jason, I'm just recovering from International Week. Anyway, five, seven, and seven. They don't. They may not need him the first series around. They're going to need him the second one. You know, they're going to need all hands on deck in the second one. And, and and Presley needs innings. And Osuna has to, you know is going to get the ball. And and Josh James and those guys are going to get the ball. So you know, the more you can keep those guys abbreviated, the better it is. Also, taking podcast listener questions, James, former intern here. Yep. Full disclosure. Yep. Who out of Abreu, Urquidy, Tucker, and Toro has the best chance of making the Astros postseason roster? Is Wade Miley in trouble with a bad outing tonight in L.A.? Yes to the second part. Yep. I mean, really, he's in really big trouble. Especially for the first series. Yeah. Yeah. So who out of Abreu, Urquidy, Tucker, and Toro has the best chance of making it? Um, we I know who that. I picked. We kind of covered that earlier, didn't we? Well, Toro over Toro. Tucker. Yeah. Abreu and Arcadi. Abreu has been really good. And I think I think the Astros I think the Astros could possibly go with Arcadi in that fourth spot. I mean, he pitched a great game against it's, it's, Oakland. And he has pitched really well after being thrown into the fire when he first got up here. It's gonna be a need. It's not gonna be a, a Tucker's not a need. He's a luxury right now. It's, it's going to be neat, especially for the first series. And it doesn't mean these guys aren't going to all stay around, right, and stay fresh and, and see what happens for after series number one, which is the benefit of being able to reset your roster each time. But um, Toro, you know, and, then, and I'm with you. It, it, the next one's going to be on need, whichever one they need, them, need the most. Now, we can talk about New Balance Future Star Series International Weekend. It, used to, it, it was week, right? Before. It's, it's International Week now. It was weekend first. first. Now it's oh. week. There's a reason why I made that switch. I'll save that for another time. But okay. first year, it was going to be weekend. So you had it right. Okay. And then I switched it to but, week. But we it says play. on the thing, it said weekend. It says week. Uh, you had it right, though. First okay. one was weekend. Here's why it's week. I was forced the first year of doing this. To make a change to a midweek series. Oh. So we couldn't keep it as weekend as a week. And so that was the was one. Who was who was blatantly trying to make sure we didn't have this event. 
Oh, I don't mind saying it now. I okay, I made a week. I made it work and put it made a week. So, kids all came. It was a good event. That's the one with Grayson Rodriguez and Noah. Um, Grayson Rodriguez also in Sports Illustrated this week. By was the way. he really? Yeah, it mentioned um, it was the money issue. So they had a uh, a rundown via his father right. of the expenses it took for Grayson Rodriguez to basically reach the level he's at, and they calculated all the expenses travel teams hotels instruction baseballs bins of baseballs etc 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 and it came up with a number of what grayson rodriguez's family believes it spent to get him to this point really Mm -hmm. how much was that how much do you think it was i think it'd be i think it's just it's more fun if i have you perhaps guess hundred thousand dollars uh, you are high. Am I really? They said, listen, I could round up. $78,000, I think, was the number. Okay. So, eh, 100000 Yeah, hundred grand. Yeah. yeah. But what did he sign for? $4 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's money well spent for yeah. him. Um, yeah, so International Week. Uh, we had Ben Badler was there from Baseball America. I was talking to him earlier. Um, article came out today about some of the hitters that were there. Uh, Dylan Cruz, Zach Veen, Michael Brooks, um, Petey Halpin. Give me comps. Uh, Dylan Cruz. J.D. Drew. Yep. Uh, Zach Veen. You know, I said Sean Green. I think I'm going to stick with that. Ooh, that's um, a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, he's he's a dude, man. He had a ball so far. It Where's was, he from? He's from Florida as well. It, he was insulting people. That's how hard he was hitting Who's the, ball. the guy who hit the, who damaged <clears throat> the wall? In, that's Zach Veen. So he did it. It was in Pawtucket, right? Yeah, that ball's gone, by the way. What do you mean? Uh, the, the umpires missed it. Ball's gone. You could hear it hit the thing and bounce back. Oh. They missed it. Its ball got 12 feet off the ground. It was an absolute laser. And the next time, he hits another pitch to hit, and he tattooed this thing almost out of the entire stadium. It was in Pawtucket. The ball, I'm sorry, for all you Rhode Island people, Pawtucket. It doesn't fly very well, it doesn't carry very well in Pawtucket. And he absolutely destroyed this ball. So, where is he committed to? Uh, he's committed to the first round. <laughs> of the draft he's committed to about pick nine so it's it was, so which college is he um currently committed to or is he undeclared allegedly he plans to attend the university of florida in the fall Ooh. allegedly so um cruz is going to lsu how many first how many first rounders were for, there for me or what actually plays out because a lot changes between now that's and true June. because so, of money demands and things like first that. round ability okay, so how many guys in your opinion have first round ability on both the world team and the national well, the team? the world team is going to be light because like oh, 17 that, because, of those guys well that's are, true and yeah. they're eligible i'm sorry let me rephrase the question the because those team. guys are obviously they can be they're the free agent, international free agents. How many guys on the national team have first round, get a first round grade from you? Eight. Ooh. Eight. I'll tell you who they are. Best one event, best event yet then for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, do you want me to name them? Sure. Or just say yeah, eight? yeah. Um, Dylan Cruz, Zach Veen, Nick Griffin, Petey Halpin, um, Tommy Troy at the back end of that. Uh, Michael Brooks is not a first. Well, Tommy Troy and Brooks are second rounders for me. Um, Justin Lang. You're missing a name. Hayden Dirk. You're missing a name. Who, who else would I miss? Abel. I haven't got there yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and my and my my favorite. I'm sorry, guys. I love mixing around for three years. He gets an odd. Mick Abel. Um, but you know, Mick's an interesting thing too. Mick, you know, his was. 
So real quick, Mick Abel is arguably the number one high school pitching prospect in the country mm -hmm. and potentially the number one high school player overall. Potentially. Um, for me, you know, Mick's been here three years. Right-handed pitcher. Right-handed pitcher, six foot five, live body, baby face, barely shaven. I mean, he's and he's going to pitch for a long time. He's, it's what they look like. And so here, this this is how this is the story about Mick Abel. So in our event, and this is because we like to stay on the positive side of the FBI. Just saying, okay, we don't pay for the kids to travel. They got to pay for their travel, and they got to pay for the, the events free. But they got to pay for their travel and their lodging because they have to have something invested and something to pay for it, so that. Their amateur status is protected, and we are going to do that. We are not going to be the ones who violate that, and it is a violation, okay? Mm -hmm. um, there are other groups that do that. We don't. FBI. Anyway, so Mick, this we use at USA Baseball. By the way, a year ago, USA Baseball cut him. Yeah, same look I had. That face right there, I was like, huh? It's obvious. Okay, it's not it, that one's not even hard. Like you watch Mick as a freshman, you're like, you're good. Like let's just go train. Like you're fine. We'll get the innings and train. It's what they look like, and they cut him. For what I don't know. Anyway, okay. Flash forward to this year. So Mick now makes the team. Now he's the he's the guy. He's the guy. Well, Mick has a very detailed throwing program. The guy he works with in Oregon is him, Kevin Gunderson. He's very good. Gundy is very good. Is he a pitcher at he's Oregon a, State? How do you know this? <laughs> yes, he was. Okay. Gundy is very, very good. He just is. I've been up there. I've seen the act. I've, I've seen what he does. I've seen the mixed environment. And it, it, you know, the family, first of all, on a scale of a, a 2 to 8, it, it, it's, a, it's a 17. Like They're just great people. They're great people. And Neil Abel, Mick's dad, has, been, has done this the right way. Like He really has. He's got... Um, you know, he wants, he wants the scouts to know the kid. He wants Mick to go through things on his own. Mick to make his own decisions, right? He's there to guide him. He's not hand-holding him. And Mick is, is the product of that. So here's what Mick does. So Mick is throwing absolute fire at the start of the summer. It's 95-97. It's breaking ball. It's change-up. It's strikes. It's quality strikes. It's execution. It's heavy. And it's like best right hand. This is the guy. Here we go, right? Well, it goes to the PDP. And something happens with his throwing program. Why you would touch with, so our, we're development oriented. What we do is we take what they're doing, we augment. We get, try to get them to think different and we augment, we add to it and, and we don't take away, but we get them to go back and, and take what we gave them and work at home. We don't change what they're doing while we have them. We get them to accept it and work through it. And sometimes they don't need to change. You just need to kind of tighten right? Mm -hmm. Titan. It's called different set of eyes and that's development. It's not cookie cutting and saying, Hey, we're so-and-so. So we know, but no, it's about how do you make that work? Okay. So Mick goes PDP and they change his throwing program. He'll never say it. Cause that's, he's a type of human being he is. I'll say it. They change his throwing. That's what I do. I say what others don't say. So he, they change his throwing program. All of a sudden 97 is 91. Mm. Why? Because they're not letting the kid be him. You're taking it away. You know what you can do there? Not only do you cause psychological damage, but you know you can hurt the kid's stock. You can cause injury. You can cause physical injury. You don't do something like that because you have your hands on the kid for three weeks. It's a terrible job. Allegedly. No, that's a fact. Okay. That's a terrible job. I'm just saying I allegedly. I don't know. You. I don't I know. I appreciate you. We Jason. don't know for a fact, but go ahead. Okay. So it's almost a fact. How's that? It's, just, it's, it's highly likely. Good enough? 
fine. Good enough. Okay. This is what he does. He, he tempers me when I get on no, the No, it's not that attempt. I just... I don't mean that negatively. I mean, you I just know, bring I'm me just, back in. I'm just, just protecting. Okay. Um, whatever it was, the program changed. Goes over to Korea, same thing. Program changes. Kid comes back. He's rightfully so gassed. He's lost some weight. He had a sinus infection, right? Um, arm wasn't feeling tired. He's not hurt, but it wasn't right. Make sense? Like, it wasn't him. Well, I love the kid. And just like I love any kid, I'm not going to put them out there in a situation where they can't, you know, perform to the best of their ability. His future is so much more important than that one or two innings he's going to have with us for three innings, right? So here's what the kid does. Kid spends his own money, him and his dad. Can't miss any school because they miss a lot with USA Baseball. And that happens. That's part of it. After winning a silver medal, first silver, silver medal they won in five years. They've had in five years. Five straight goals or four straight goals, silver medal. Gets back home. Kid goes to class the next day. He's not taking breaks. He's getting back into school. So he's not being punished for baseball. He's getting caught up. So his dad says, we're coming. We're coming. We're not missing that. We're not missing Fenway. We're not missing Boston. We're not missing this with you. We were there when it started. Kid shows up. Gets there Saturday. He's there for all day Sunday. Plays a little catch. Takes some pictures. Not filling up to throwing. Not a problem. That's the integrity of Mick Abel. I made a commitment to do something. I'm going to finish that commitment the best I can. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to get on a plane and drive and fly across the country. We weren't paying for it. It's not like the ticket was bought. He paid for it. At the last minute, they paid for it because they weren't sure because they wanted to see how he felt. That kid's stock broke the ceiling because it tells you about what is in here and i'm not indicting anybody no you're not i understand you're saying that is what we call high character that's high character and so you know you you know you look around and there's 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 other people who don't there's other people who legitimately were broke were tired and they they're taking the rest of the fall off and they should you know um drew romo caught a bunch of games like all every single day and he's not he didn't make the event and catcher from the woodlands and he made it it's last minute he said i'm i'm beat He's not playing in Jupiter. He's not doing anything. That he's done till the spring. Good for him. Not a problem. Um, but then there's you know there's other people who don't have that type of character. In, in character. Okay. You want to say integrity? No, character's good. Okay. All right. And they tell you something. They tell people things, and they do something else. Because about anyway. Bottom line is, the kids at this event weren't there for the gear. They weren't there for. Um, Oh, those shoes were pretty sweet. <laughs> they were pretty sweet. But they, they weren't there for that. They weren't there for the headquarter walkthrough. They weren't there for the buses or the hotel. They were there. They were hunting for a game. They were hunting for a game. What's the best games I'm going to get this time around? Because I want to play baseball. This is what I want to do. And furthermore, by being part of Future Star Series, I know the VPs, the people, the scouting directors, the guys are going to make the decisions. The area scouts, they got to get to know me because they got to put their name on me. But the guys are going to pay me. They're in the yard. And that's who was in the yard. And the funny thing is I sat these guys down for BP at, at Pawtucket. And I said, you know, be different. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Be different. Look above you because they're in the lockers, you know. Guy above you has a different name. Guy next to you has different names. Different birthday, different height and weight, different name, different skill set. Unless you're the same on all of those things, you're different. So be different. And I said, how many of these guys, how many guys want to play baseball, play pro ball? I'll raise their hand. How many guys want to go get paid? I'll raise their hand. Okay. I said, so go get paid. Turned around, walked out, and those guys made some money. Petey Halpin, I didn't want to miss an at bat with that guy. 
I didn't want to miss an AB. If Petey Halpin was in the box, the play stopped. It's it stopped. And for Fenway, I didn't know what we were going to get at Fenway. We had a pretty good crowd. Like you looked, it was a pretty good crowd for for something like this. And in Boston, in a big Patri- league city, when the Patriots were playing, yeah, and people came, and Petey Halpin, man, and they they applauded. They enjoyed the game. Um, Braylon Bishop did well. Justin Lang. Justin Lang came out throwing 98 miles an hour. This is a kid that didn't make the Texas area code team. He was 87 to 90, and they didn't see the – well, they just didn't take him. 98. Hayden Dirt got cut from another event. I'm not going to name it because there's good people involved in both. 97. These events were a month earlier. Just saying. Okay. Nick Griffin, 94. Markevian Tank Hentz, 95 with a curveball. Um, and strikes around the zone on the world team. Jose Azar, a two-time world team guy from Venezuela, can flat out pick it up. And that's what he did. He played well. Ben Badler, I give Ben some credit because I've seen some writers that aren't very good at, evalu- at evaluators. Ben caught that one. He has that one nailed. He said, yeah, he hit the ball hard, had good at bat. So what, he was one for seven, made the plays, good first step, good inst- instincts around the bag. His average runner, he's a little bit better than that, but that's what that's what, how he played. Um, ben nailed him, put him in his thing today. He put out for Baseball America. You know, uh, it was it was fun. It was it was it was a lot of fun. It was one of the best baseball experiences I've ever had at any point. And I think it's also worth noting uh, when you talk about the character and the integrity when a team is about to spend four, five, six million dollars on a first round draft pick. They will go to great lengths to get as much information as they can about the player, his family, everything in his background, everything. and. I think you just, not that there were questions, but um, there are going to be fewer questions when it comes to Abel after what you just said. Or zero. Or you zero. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? I mean, Cohen Moreno. Cohen Moreno's up to 94 with a breaking ball. Uh, who else did we have? We had uh, Bryce Bamer. Bryce Bamer came in to replace Romo. He From actually- Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Yes. Okay. Bryce Bamer comes out to our, you, 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 every day, you surprise me. <laughs> Guy, the guys, it comes to our workout in, in, in Lancaster. It comes mm-hmm. to our workout. It was Lancaster Catholic, I think. Yes. And um, he does well. He throws a couple guys out at sub one nines in a game. And Freddie like, Jan- Tra- uh, Travis Jankowski, Lancaster Catholic, but go ahead. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, who, I'm like, who, who, who's this guy? Is there, you know, I'm actually, I'm there. And so he couldn't get to Houston in the summer, and Romo showed up, and it was him or Romo. There's a third kid, it's 2021, but between him and Romo, this other kid, he was one of those two. So we selected Romo. Um, Romo couldn't go, so I called Bamer. Bamer's seven hours away. We, he had his gear was taken care of. He had his name on the back of his jersey. He was there. His if that's not a seven defender, I don't know what I'm looking at. He flat out, he can flat out do it. And where's he committed to? He's committed to Kentucky. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Matt Gassetti was in the event. Gassetti's another kid. He he could, he missed our Florida workout because in the state playoffs. Him and his mom jumped on a plane and flew to Kentucky to be in that workout. Make sure we could see him. Right. Wow. So you have the kids here that wanted to play. You had kids that wanted to play baseball. You had kids that had a mission in mind and wanted to do Nick Griffin, I'm so proud of that kid. Nick Griffin, Nick Griffin came out for, for three innings and went 90, 90 to 94, sat 92, spun a breaking ball for a strike. And we saw him in, in Houston Internationals, and I'd seen him before. Third time I've seen Nick, that kid continues to get better. Markeven Hintz, 95 miles an hour like he's playing catch. It's a great weekend. It's a great weekend, and I'm and I'm, I'm so thankful that we had for, to the Red Sox for being a class organization. Michael Brooks, 
um, baseball gods are smiling. It's funny. It's, again, um, for not getting into the backstory, Michael Brooks is at the plate with a chance to to win it, and it's kind of ironic that he's there in the bottom of the ninth, and he hits a ball and absolutely smokes one to left field for the game winner, and the Red Sox start playing dirty water, and it was a it was a moment that that yeah. kid will never forget. So, um, you know, and I know this has been a long podcast tonight, but it it was something that if you're if you're paying attention to the draft and all of us, all of us love prospects, all of us prospects, watch some of these kids' names. It's pretty good. Hey, not bad for a bitter old scout, bitter ex-scout like yourself. Not bad. I, I, I know. Salty. <laughs> all right. So uh, <laughs> my battery is dying here. <laughs> How long do we go? Uh, 50 minutes, all right. roughly. All right. It's my gym. Five, my zero. All right, everybody. For Jeremy, I'm Jason. Thanks for tuning in to Extra Basis. <laughs>